mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Hour 3, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, folks from Novus Auto Glass up in Fort Collins, Colorado, are with us today. Uh, Chris and Jamie. And then, of course, Steve Horvath from Geno's Auto Service over in Littleton with us as well. All right, real quick, I got one last, uh, not one last, but another question on the on the um, windshield, you know, auto glass replacement side of the fence. Some of these guys that are, you know, listening to us that may even have, you know, hot rods, vehicles that are, you know, chop tops, so on and so forth. How does that work? in putting in side glass, windshield, and so on, all custom-made. Walk me through that. How does that work? Um, we <laughs> he kind of set me up there. Um, yeah, I don't work on classics. Um, we were just talking earlier where there's kind of a cutoff for us. I mean, we, we refer some of that stuff out. We can do some of the older stuff. I was born in 73, so we kind of anything before 73. Okay. We, unless it's like a common vehicle, like an old pickup 72 or 72 yeah Yeah, chevy pickup ford pickup stuff like that door glasses um a lot of times you can buy those uh there's a company online it's a you could buy the whole kit for some of these restorable vehicles and buy every piece of glass that's already cut okay uh, faster and easier than i could get them from our warehouses i'm not gonna lie to you most of our warehouses anymore are in the same position that we are they're making all the glass yeah. and stuff for the new vehicles because there's money in that. There isn't right. very much money in classic restoration stuff any longer. Makes sense. And it's not very efficient, fast. Uh, I mean, it's like trying to find somebody to work on a carburetor or turn a set of brakes. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, we're just not, uh, we work on like the higher end stuff, newer stuff, Hondas, Toyotas, General Motors, anything that's people want to make it invest. Daily drivers. Yep. Yeah. That's our that's our niche. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Okay. Question always comes up. Might but well thanks. Absolutely. No. No. Absolutely. Well we can, you can certainly call us, and we'll send you in the right direction. That's fine. No, yep. I, and we get those questions pe- periodically, and yeah, I'll just There's a market for it. I can tell you that. If there's somebody wants to get in the classic auto glass business or business to be in the auto glass business uh, to work in restoration glass on classics, there's okay. a big market for it. All right. Well, crack repair, because I know this answer, yep. but a lot of folks listening probably do not. Uh, how, how large can you fix... And given, okay, so if, say for example, made me think about it yesterday as I was driving in all of this rain and crap that we had. That's I, usually when you think I, about it. I didn't, I didn't end up getting a crack, luckily, but man, I got hit hard yesterday. I don't know from what, but you know, because it's raining, you have no idea. Something flung a pothole, you know, rock from a pothole, something flew up. I mean, Cracks bang. are kind of a, um, I don't know, a case by case basis. Okay. If it's a nice straight edge crack that comes from the edge, uh, possibly some from the bottom, but the trouble with the ones at the bottom, especially on a day like today or yesterday, the moisture sits down there in that wiper park that was area, be my question. and it's like a, a hot, it's like a vine. You know, the okay. water goes right up that that thing, and that's what makes that glass expand and crack. Uh, so if there's moisture, debris, and dirt and stuff like that, it's trying to stick 
you know, trying to get something to stick to it, uh, such as like trying to put a piece of date tape to a dirty wall. It's sure. just not going to stick. Okay. So case-by-case case basis, we take them, we look at them, absolutely. We, we've done cracks 10, 12, 15, 20 inches before. Okay. Um, as long as it's not in the line of vision or as long as it looks like it's successful repair. But each one we of do them every day. Each yeah. one's unique. Everyone's unique. Okay. As far as a chip repair and a damage, you know, 50-cent piece or less as long as it's, again, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's not too bad. But, again, so. still need to be dry. Want to make sure that you're not yep, contaminating Yep, I always usually take a piece of clear packaging tape, put that over top of the damage on the outside of the windshield. Um, even if it's been wet, put it over top of it, and it just that moisture does come out of that. And, uh, you know, wait a day or two and bring it in. We'll get you taken care of. How does windshield washer fluid affect any of that, or does it? Well, the way we explain it, like, with um, when it's raining. So mm-hmm. if you have a bottle of water and it's already full of water, I can't put anything more in it. So if you basically when a chip is on the outside of the windshield, it's, that black stuff is air. So if that fills in with moisture... I can't really put anything in there, the resin in it, because okay. it's, cause it'll it's just already push full. It. Yeah, it's yeah. already full. Makes sense. Um, so instead of it being air, it's already full of water. Now, we do have the ability to dry some of that out. Here in the high desert, it's pretty easy just to wait another a day or two. Okay. And then the repair turns out a lot better. Okay. Not always the case. Sometimes people are traveling through. So we do have the ability to dry those damages out and do the best that we can. It's not going to be the best-looking repair, but it will hold Okay. in most cases. So, yep. I was wondering about that because yes, I'm yep. thinking, wait a minute, this thing's going to be already full of water because yep. you're traveling down the road, it's raining, snowing, you get a big old chip, and bam, it's already got water in it, which I know you can't fix when it's full of water. Right. So I'm thinking, okay. And our biggest enemy is Rain-X. I know people like mm. Rain-X, but it's silicone, and it just wipes when they, it, it, yeah, it, it's. So it ends it's, up in it. It ends up inside of the damage, and. And we all know things don't stick to silicone. Sticks don't. It's the same thing as like it's it's a, it's a water repellent. It's a repellent, so it gets into that damage and it repels the resin as well. I can't get anything in them. So no way to get that out, really. Nope. The best thing to do is tape it and get it as fast as you can. Okay, hmm. makes sense. Any um, back to the windshield washer fluid end of things, since you guys are in the glass world. I- any fluid better than others, or I mean, I've got some choices, but does it make any difference? I don't think so. No. Um, no, I don't. I don't have any recommendations whatsoever. Okay. I washer fluids, washer. Fl- I don't like the Rainex stuff because it is the same uh-huh. thing. It has a repellent in it. So. And by the way, you guys at Nova sell something that's better than. We use an Aquapel or a. Um, it's a, a nano, mm-hmm. a nano stuff. I've it used works a really nano, well. Actually, yeah, it actually works really well. That's yeah, a good product. It's, a great product. it's cheap. Yeah, it's and really it's not silicone based. It is not silicone based. So, so we don't sell it, a whole so lot of it because it, do it doesn't rain get, here. What, but it works great. <laughs> it does. So it, what does it do to repel it since there's no silicone? I'm not a chemist. No, <laughs> there's something in it that they there's put something that, in it, yeah. That's not a silicone. So I will tell you this too, folks. As far as it compared to Rain-X, I've used Rain-X in the old days. Uh, this product will outlast Rain-X 10 to 1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty for sure. easily. I'm, I'm not yep. exaggerating when I say that, by no. the way. And a lot of times we run across that stuff, obviously, in the summertime. Sometimes in the summer you get the car wash uh, uh-huh. spot-free rinse or mm-hmm. the wax that they put on it, and that can cause us some trouble with windshield repairs. Yeah. So. We, I've always told everybody here, and uh, I will keep saying this, if you get a pit or a crack and you're trying to get it fixed, and you go, hey, I'm going to fix this. I'm not going to replace the windshield. I'm going to save it. Don't go to the car wash. Okay? <laughs> until you get it taped yeah, exactly, over. Exactly. Until you get taped over, yep. that's fine. But but do your best not to go to the car wash until you get that fixed because of what you just said. I totally agree with you. Most of the time we get people that come in on the hottest day in July and August, and they say, I just ran it through the car wash, and I noticed that I had a chip, so I brought it right over, and I cleaned the windshield for you. <laughs> Don't do that. 
Mm-hmm. Just bring it with us yep. with all the bugs and dirt on it. You're better off. And then off. you can wash That's it right. after we're done with it. The other thing I learned from Kent and Judy, by the way, because it makes sense. I'd never really thought about it until talking to them more, but you're better off fixing a windshield when it's colder out than yes. when it's hot out, Absolutely. which I think is the opposite of what really? most people think. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Because just like concrete, the windshield, the glass expands and contracts. The colder it is, the more contracted, which means the crack is open more, more resin will flow in versus when it's hot, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, on a hot day, um, I'm looking at this Honda dealership right out here, and I mean, there's nothing worse than working on a Honda when it's hot. <laughs> I don't know what it is about their glass, and it's a Pilkington. They make, Pilkington makes right. and manufactures, right. Libby Nippon makes glass for them. Best glass probably out there, but man, I don't know what it is on those Hondas, if it's the contour or whatever it is, but they crack. They crack fast. So we have to always get them inside, cool them down. Okay. So, again, something else to think about where a lot of you will be thinking, oh, I'll get this fixed, you know, a month or two and it warms up. Um, actually, no. you're better off doing it even a day like today. Great day to fix a windshield Perfect. today. Yep. 70-degree day, day I can do one in about 10 to 15 minutes. Much easier. <laughs> it's a lot easier. Okay. There yep. you go. Again, Novus Auto Glass. These guys are up in Fort Collins. You guys going to leave? You hanging out? What are you going to do? Um, yeah, we'll probably leave during the break here. I'm okay. getting a little hungry. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, we appreciate No, we always appreciate us. it. Thanks for well, letting us come in and do this. And, Thank uh, you, guys. You know, like I said, we you know we take care of Auto Glass, windshield repair, replacement in our shop, uh, 7704 South College, just between Fort Collins and Loveland. We do the full automotive uh, calibration and, and uh, recalibration safety on the cameras, and we do that in-house from start to finish. And a lot of times your insurance company just pays for that as yep. long as you have the insurance coverage so okay. you know any questions you can always call us and okay go for and on my end like with the insurance we make it as easy for you as yeah you can. handle everything we handle everything awesome yep well thank you guys very much and Christine. it's a huge investment i mean your car is yep. a big investment oh no it's so. huge well, your, your second biggest usually absolutely outside Beside your house home. so there so. you go well thanks. all right we're gonna come right back guys lines are open 303-477-5600 steve and i both will hang around guys enjoy the rest of your day appreciate it very much all right drive radio klz 560 At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at 
fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com. All right, we are back. Myself and Steve, Corvette, Gino's Auto Service. It was Steve's birthday this last week, so <laughs> we ain't getting any younger, are we? No, no, no. Unfortunately. All right, but real quick, I want to mention this too. Max, hang tight. I'll get right to you. Uh, one thing I was going to mention too with all of, we talked windshields, glass, all of that different things, and all those different things. One thing that Jamie and Chris wanted me to make sure I mention is kids, dogs left in the car, don't. Don't even do it. Don't, don't, don't crack the window. Don't leave them in there. I mean, if you're not going to be in there with the air conditioning running with you inside with them, don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading a couple of days ago, there was a, uh, a little toddler that was, uh, uh, lost his life here just a couple of days ago from somebody leaving him in the back seat, forgetting, you know, it gets 115 or more degrees inside the car. It doesn't take but an hour or two in a lot of cases for a, a you know, pet or a, Actually, the pets will typically last longer than even a toddler will. But, man, that is just it, it shouldn't happen, folks. It happens all the time. We hear it. We see it. We read about it. Uh, don't let that happen. Um, you know, don't allow that. And if you see it, um, and if, even if you see somebody, you know, closing the car and then walking in, I'd be one of those to just say, hey, hey, what are you doing there? We, we, don't, you know, we, don't, we don't do that. So, you know, and there's nice ways to do that where you're not being a jerk. Now, I will say this. If it's a Tesla, Teslas have the ability – and so do some other electric cars to keep everything cool, have the AC and everything on while you're not in it. I still think that's not probably the wisest thing to do because just because it says it's going to do it, I, you know, these are, you know, a pet life or a human life. I, I wouldn't take that risk, but that's just me. Um, I still think just take them out and. And as we get hotter, which is going to be 80 degrees again here in the next yeah. few days. So <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is temporary. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to get hot here in a couple of days. So uh, just be aware of that, folks. Just just kind of a PSA there. Max and Yuma, you're up. Good morning, John. How are we doing, Max? Well, good. Say, I just wanted to chime in with my uh, idea for the greatest development in automobiles. 
This one goes way, way back. I think hydraulic brakes were the greatest oh. thing ever Ooh, invented. Good one. Very good. Good one. Somebody Very else good. mentioned, which I'm certain I'm surprised nobody has yet, Max. How about air conditioning? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love my air conditioner. To uh, appreciate hi- uh, hydraulic brakes, you have to have, like I did, uh, driven one of the old cars with yes. the old cable brakes on them. Yes. Yes. Uh, I um, I was good friends with a fellow who had an automobile restoration business. He uh, restored show-quality cars. Okay. And uh, not only for customers, but he restored a lot for himself. And the one that I got to drive was a Packard Town Car. Oh, nice. <laughs> and wow. I don't remember for sure anymore. It was either a 27 or a 28, but it uh, he was a purist. Everything had to mm-hmm. be just the way Packard built it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it still had the cable brakes on it. It was a show car, but uh, the county fair always wanted him to bring the thing to the fair parade to... Uh, all the rodeo queen and her horse sure. Oh, sure. in the parade. Sure, nothing wrong with that. So I got to drive it a couple of times in the parade. Oh, that was one of my grandfather's got... most favorite cars, by the way, Max. Right. So, yeah, he loved those Packers. Oh, it, it was a beauty. It was a huge car. Well, they were. I bet that, I bet that thing weighed three tons. Probably. <clears throat> and he told me... Before I got to drive it, he said, now, I'm going to take you out here on a country road and uh, let you drive it around for a while and get used to the brakes. I thought, well, you know, there's a lot of things I need to know to drive this car, but I didn't think the brakes would be one. He told me before I started, he said, now, when you get ready to stop, make sure you have about a half mile to get yourself stopped. Hmm. And he was right. Yeah. It took a long ways to stop that lumber wagon. Yeah. Yeah. And what I found out, John, is um, if you stood on the brakes, the uh, brake drums would start smoking. (laughs) And uh, I discovered a phenomenon called brake fade. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Eats the brake fluid up. Yeah. yeah, and unless you're a, a racer or something like that, you're probably not familiar with brake fade. Nope. But uh, that car, I could make the brakes fade like you couldn't believe. <laughs> Unreal. Even at slow parade speeds, you better have plenty of room to stop it because it was so big and heavy. I'll bet, it yeah. It stop yeah. fast. No, that makes sense. Anyway, I heard some of the greatest arguments I ever heard in my life in his shop listening to him and some of his old buddies talking about who developed hydraulic brakes. And one guy said, oh, it was Ford. Another guy said, no, it was General Motors on their Cadillac. The fellow that uh, was my buddy said, no, it was actually an Indianapolis racer. And his name was... um, Oh, gosh, I can't remember his name now. guy that uh, built the little roadsters for Indianapolis back in the day and had little four-cylinder engines in those days, of course, and they were actually, some of his engines were developing up around 300 horsepower. 
What I just read is the, in 1918, the concept of four-wheel brake system using hydraulics was first proposed by Malcolm Lofford. Or loghead? I'm not sure I'm saying that right. L o l o u g h e a d. The system used fluid to transfer force to the brake shoe when the pedal was pressed. The braking system was adopted in nearly every vehicle by the late twenties. Yep. Anyway, what uh, what they discovered at Indianapolis was they could make the cars go like stink, but they couldn't stop them. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, so, in order to do that, that was where the idea of the victory lap first came from. They had to make an extra uh, lap to get the thing slowed yeah. down. Yeah, I never stop thought of that. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, that's my contribution. That's awesome. No, Max, John. thank you very much. Always good talking to you. And uh, I'm going to add one thing to what Max said as well. And again, one of those things we really in today's world we take for granted: disc brakes. Yeah, hydraulic brakes were great. Drum brakes were awesome. When disc brakes came along, it it really modernized vehicles. Steve, probably as much as the overdrive transmission along with fuel injection did for the powertrain, mm-hmm. disc brakes did on the braking system. And then, of course, came analog brakes and all sorts of other things that came out of that. But disc brakes, compared to drum brakes, there just isn't any comparison. And I think that came out of airplanes. Oh, really? I think. But I don't... don't. We'll look and see. No, I okay. uh, didn't know that. To stop those masks. Makes sense. uh, Don and Longmont, you're next, sir. Well, thank you. I've got a question. I hope it's a quick one. I have a 2012 Honda Accord with about 115,000 miles on it. It's V6. And I drive frequently from Longmont to Estes Park and back. And on the way down from Estes Park, I like to downshift from drive to third. And at about 40 miles an hour, I used to get a drop or a spike of the uh, RPMs about three, 4,000. And lately, it's only been maybe 1,000, 2,000. Is there something I need to know? I'm not quite following you there. Well, the, spike. the car isn't, well, it, it, it top out. You know, when you go from drive to third, it will go up to maybe an additional 4,000 RPM to slow to slow the engine down. Correct. Down. And so it's not, I'm, it's not doing that now. It's, uh, when I downshift from uh, drive to third, it doesn't have that drag as much. It doesn't appear to feel like it has as much drag as it used to have. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it shifts up and all that feels pretty normal. It, like, yeah, all the shifting feels normal. The fluid is not low. Um, I'm just wondering if, if I got, if I'm dreaming or whether it's, uh, but it, it's not because I can read on the dial. It's not yeah. down system. Like, I guess I need a transmission shop of some kind. That's an interesting. I'm, yeah, this is a new one on me. Yeah. When you manually put it into third, it's not going into third is what you're really saying. Well, it, yeah, maybe I am. Maybe that is what I'm saying. I'm, I was saying that I can feel it plunk into third, but it doesn't get the same amount of drag. Yeah, it sounds to me like it's just not shift, downshifting into third. So here's a question. As you go slower, like, you know, you get down around, you know, 30, 35, can you manually go to second? Ah, good question. Or first uh, even? You know, even slower speeds in first? Yeah, um, I'll have to try that. I, I would do that just to see, you know, do we have, I, I, you know, we, are we having a, a, you know, 
Is there a linkage issue, control issue? Is it internal in the transmission? You know, a little more investigative work here would help us. Even, even by the way, whoever ends up working on it would need to know this anyways. And they're going to look at that anyways, but might as well tell them. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, that, that's, um, okay, that's a good suggestion. I will do that the next time and give you a call Because the, po- the other possibility is it's just not, you know, it's going into third, but the torque converter's not staying engaged therefore not giving you the holdback you normally would get because the converter's got more slippage than it normally would. And now if that's the case, and, and by the way, this is where even a, a scan tool on, not a, not a code reader, but a real scan tool on the car while someone's driving it going manually from, you know, fourth to third would tell them in the scan tool whether or not it's engaging and if the torque converter is locked up or not as well, Don. Ah, Good. Okay. Well, maybe I can start with that. Because you, you could have a combination of a sure. couple of things going on there. But I, I, I'm guessing, top of my head, it's probably not keeping the converter locked in. Something's, something's not keeping the converter engaged. That's why you don't feel the same holdback. That's my guess. So I should maybe get with a transmission shop that could put that. Uh... Well, or no, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Even even somebody, you know, you're in Longmont. Take it over to Legacy Automotive in Boulder. Talk to Josh. They can do there everything I just said. Doesn't, in fact, probably better off not having a transmission shop look at it, unless it's a transmission shop that knows all of the other controls and mechanisms that are driving not only the transmission but the converter the engine and so on because there's a lot of inputs on modern cars that are feeding into all of that to then tell the transmission and converter what to do and i'm not knocking transmission shops but i'll just be the first to Mm -hmm. tell you they don't all know exactly everything i just said they'll know the internal workings of the transmission but may not be as as um as adapt how do i want to say this i want to be nice as i say this steve they're just not as knowledgeable on all of the other, you know, controls that are there. Maybe is the best way to say it. Okay. All right. So you're saying Legacy and Boulder? Legacy and Boulder. Yeah, those guys can look at it. Josh knows what to do there. Okay. And it's worth the um, drive. You're, 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 you know, in Longmont, you're only 20 minutes from him. Yeah. Um, do you have time for a quick one? Sure. Go ahead. Um, about a month ago, I had the plugs changed in this car. Okay. At the time, they suggested I adjust my valve. Yes. And... Is that a necessary thing to do? Yes. Okay. Okay. And that's another one that Legacy can do if you need it. Oh, okay. By all, all means. Right. Maybe I can take it over there for an hour. And they can do everything for you, too. And they've got loaner cars as well, Don. So if you need to drop it and use some loaner cars in the in the meantime, they can do that also. Okay. Yep. Appreciate it. Just help. Tell, tell them you're listening to us. They'll take great care of you. All the guys on the counter, and they all know us. So just uh, go walk in there and tell them you listen to the show, and they'll they'll do the rest. Jeff in Montana, hang tight. We'll come right back. Myself and Steve Horvath. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, 
Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop! Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Jeff in Montana, you're back. What's going on? Hey, morning, well, afternoon again, I guess. Well, it is now, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah, I think it's, I don't even think most people know about it, but I think one of the greatest inventions, not from comfort or anything, but just from the sheer ingenuity of it was the vacuum advance. Uh, Because way back in the day, uh, he used to have to advance the spark manually. Uh, The faster the engine went, you'd have to keep adjusting it back and forth, and I don't know who invented it, but whoever figured out a way to make that happen automatically in concert with the engine speed just kind of, yeah. uh, I think it was a stroke of genius. I agree. Uh, I, yeah. And, and when they went to distributors and ignition, oh. of course, when we went to computers and stuff. but All that. And how much that helped. Yeah. 
I, I yeah, haven't, I mean, used, haven't just, used a timing light, and I don't know when the last time. Was yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. You don't need to. I actually have one, and I went to use it, and I found out the bulb had fallen out. <laughs> oh, jeez. Really? <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, I, I don't know where the bulb is. So um, that, that was an interesting experience in and of itself. But, yeah. Um, and then kind of unrelated to that, but uh, I have to listen on the on the live stream from using the app and and it's been a problem with with buffering and so i just wanted to give a shout out this morning i was kind of frustrated when it happened so i sent an email to crawford broadcasting and i got a real quick response from don crawford jr back nice well nice Um, and and so we've been so we've been going back and forth yeah he says the app's working fine and i can't i have trouble with buffering whether i'm on the app or on the website i'm using the listen live function Hmm. So okay. I think it has something to do with the connection, and it doesn't matter if I'm on cellular or Wi-Fi. Um, so, um, yeah, it's a problem out there. I thought I'd let you guys know about it, but I appreciate uh, the quick response. Oh, I appreciate that. No, thanks for that uh, feedback, uh, Jeff. I appreciate that. I do, really. And, uh, yeah, and I, that's one of those things I, I personally have no control over whatsoever. So thank you for, for uh, making us aware of that. Dave and Thornton, you're up, sir. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. How are you? Um, well, there's a little bit of frustration. I've got an O2 GMC with uh, the big block, and uh, reaching the back plugs on the uh, driver's side uh, are—it's just a pair. And all I got is a little socket, and that's just more frustration. Can you? Uh, most of those I used to do from the bottom up. Oh yeah, could from the, the wheel well come either. from the bottom up or, or the wheel well? One of the two. Yeah. Oh really? All yes. Right, that's where having a lift is really nice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But if you're doing it in the driveway, you know, it's kind of difficult. And, and I just couldn't get to it. It just takes me longer to do that side. And I, I just assume there might be a tool out there to make it a little quicker or easier access. But I'll try it with the wheel. Yeah, and sometimes you can do that. And, yeah, those are, as you know, those are tight. I mean, that engine's a t- tight fit in that engine compartment. Yeah. And that that's the toughest one of the bunch, of course. And uh, just off the top, well, not off the top, but a kind of funny uh, best invention uh, would be uh, oil filters. I remember my father-in-law telling me that his first car back in the early 50s. It was, uh, I can't remember if it was a Chevy or a Chrysler. But the oil filter that they used was a roll of toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. And given <laughs> these times, with the shortages, I couldn't imagine having to pick between changing my oil or keeping <laughs> toilet paper in the house. You know, those those were, uh, yeah, and and those were not the best of filters, by the way. Yeah, like a lot of guys did that, but that was not great engine yeah. filtration by any means. Yeah. And uh, just another topic for your other show, uh, you were asking about ideas. Uh, for Ready Radio, I was thinking about, about communication and any yeah, kind of emergency, whether it's, uh, you know, Natural disaster or war, or whatever. Yeah. Maybe you could get up. I remember you talking about you knew a uh, guy in Boulder County that does two-way radio. I do. Yeah, I could get and Bob so that, to probably join us. I, you know what? As yeah. I as you're saying that, I'm going to make a note right now and talk about that. So you know, two-way radios, ham yep. radios, uh, satellite phones, or you know that kind of thing. Maintaining a landline is it necessary? So I get you know there's a good project being up. Yep. That's one thing you know. If you have all your supplies at the house, but you can't communicate with anybody to get back to the house. That's right. 
you know. Good point. How, how, oh, in fact, and I've even it. got some contacts here. Believe it or not, here at the station, we've got some folks that uh, are very involved on the ham radio end of it. I might even be able to tap into them to get them to come on air. But that, that's a great that, that's a great idea, Dave. I will um, yeah. I will start working on that for the next week or to, week or so. Yeah. I was thinking about investing a little bit. I don't know what startup costs are. What's a good model to buy? And I, you know what, I, I've looked at some of that as well, and I'll be honest, I don't either. So that's a great topic. I, I will do some checking on that because that's really a great idea. All right, well, I'll do that. that. No, I thank, thank you, Dave, for that. I appreciate that because yeah, I, I have foggiest idea how some of that works. You know, if all other communication goes out, you know, what do you do? What do you use? Sure. And I know ham operators. Uh, will most likely still be around as long as they've got power. They can power things up. But I also know there's alternatives or, or other ways to do that, even on short, you know, you know, shorter distances handhelds. Or I think even some of the handheld radios that work on the ham side of the fence, you know, on those different frequencies. Which again, I, I, I know a little bit about that enough to kind of get me in trouble. Uh, I know a lot about two-way radios and repeaters and things like that that are used on the business side, but that's not anything close of what. You know, we're talking about here, so. I didn't think about it. I, you know, I've taken my landline out. Yeah, most of us have. Hardly really anybody has one. But, it, you know, if we lost all our cells and you're, all our you're, Yeah, you're dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah, no, so that's a great be point. Be back to smoke, too. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Dave in Westminster, you're next. Hey, Johns. How you doing this morning? Good, sir. Uh, i got a question. Uh, first off, the, the best invention for cars, spin on oil filters. <laughs> mm, yep. <laughs> I uh, used to have a couple old Chevys that had the canister style. What a mess to change. Here's, here's what's funny, Dave, is a lot of the newer cars now have gone back to They've canisters. Gone back to it, yeah. They've it's gone a, back the other way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I hate the ones where they invert them on top of the engine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got a question on a, a 2004 Ford Power Stroke diesel. Mm-hmm. My son thought he bought a tank of bad gas, a bad uh, diesel fuel. So... We changed out all the filters and uh, kind of did a driveway flame test on the fuel to make sure there wasn't gasoline in it or something weird like that. Um, but we can't get to see. It doesn't show any codes when we pull the codes off of it. But we can't seem to get the thing out of limp mode. It'll, it'll start. It'll idle. But as soon as you try to give it any throttle... There's, there's just nothing there. And no no lights on, no nothing. No. And I, you know, and, and I guess yeah. uh, just because of what happened this last week with uh, one, at least one of the locations for King Supers and their diesel fuel contamination, where has he bought fuel recently? Uh, it was the Shell Station. Okay, that should be good then. I haven't heard anything on that line. At all, and you didn't see any contamination. I mean, the best way to check for contamination on the diesel fuel is just pour some out into a beaker, let it sit for a little bit, and see if you get any separation. That'll tell you what's in it. Oh, that's a good idea. And if there's if there's separation, we've got issues. If if it's nice and clear and stays that way, then it's good solid fuel. Um, if it starts and runs, though, it's I doubt it's a fuel issue. If if it if it starts runs but then won't come off of idle, it's either got an issue with injection pump. Thick them, something along those lines. One thing that I would do on that particular truck is, un, you know, key on, you know, key off all that, unplug the thickum, plug it back in, and see if it makes any difference as far as how it runs. Okay. The thickum being that computer up against the firewall, that's what runs the injection on that Ford. 
Oh, okay. Okay. And, and, and see if that does anything. Um, the other thing to the other thing on that, if if the FICM is working properly, normally when you go to start the vehicle, you'll hear all the injectors cycling. If they're cycling, typically that means the FICM's working at least adequate enough to get it started. Which in your case, it probably is because it starts in idles. It just won't come off idle. Okay. All righty. Now again, those those are really notorious for having you know injection pump issues and things along those lines. So if, if if that's the case, then it's going to need, you know, more repair work, of course. Yeah. Okay. I do appreciate your time. Great show, as always. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it Thank very you. much. We've got time for a few more calls here, by the way. 303-477-5600. we got another segment coming back. 303-477-5600. Myself, Steve Horvath. Question of the day, what is the greatest automotive inventions ever? And it doesn't matter how long ago or how new. We'll take those when we come back. Again, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto and Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto and Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. 
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. By the way, lots of new callers today. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate that very, very much. And take time out of your day to listen and call, and uh, we are very, very grateful. So, Randy in North Glen, you're next. Yeah, I listen to your show all the time, and I have a question. I had power outage from uh, 12 o'clock last night till still currently going on, and I want to go out and purchase a generator, and I wanted to get your opinion for just a uh, light household use, uh, whether I should get an inverter or a non-inverter generator. Uh, you, for just regular household use, you would not need the invert-type generator. You don't need anything that sophisticated. And in your case, as you know, you're just going to run an extension cord, You know, plug in the items that you know you want to keep going while power is out. I mean, otherwise, we're looking at a whole house-type generator with some sort of a switching mechanism and all of that, which, as you know, gets extremely... You know, expensive. Not saying that can't be done. It can. A lot of guys, you know, are are now starting to go that direction. And by the way, Randy, I think we're going to see more of this down the road. This is, of course, coming from the storm. But wait till we start having some actual brownouts and blackouts due to the lack of power. Okay. All right. Uh, Well, thank you. But yeah, you you don't need any of the inverter. You don't need anything that's that fancy. uh, you know, it's got different wave sign is what he's really getting at for a lot of the electronics and so on. And, no, you're not running anything along those lines that matters enough to where it's that big of a deal. Uh, Tom in Lakewood, you're next. Uh, hello. Hello, Tom. Yeah, uh, I just tuned in. So as far as invention, inventions go, yes, uh, it's not the most important one, but electric uh, windshield wipers would be in there. Yeah, and I think the key word there being electric, because, as you know, when they first came out, they were all hand crank. Well, or vacuum, of course. Or, or vacuum, that's right, the, too. Yes, correct. As a teenager, you know, I remember trying to pass a car on a two-lane road in a heavy rainstorm, and when you push the throttle down, the wipers would quit working. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because I remember those. Vacuum, I mean, the old Jeeps yeah, were I mean, that way, was, Tom. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of those early Jeeps were that same way. Yeah, you go to pass a car, and there was no wipers, period. <laughs> That was a great Just went away. It's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're correct. Okay. Good invention. You bet. No, Tom, thank you, as always. I appreciate it. Russ and Cheyenne, you're next. Hey, how are you doing today? Good, sir. What's up? Well, uh, as far as an invention that I love, I would say uh, Posi rear end. Oh, good one. Okay. Yeah, good Um, one. Not just on the hot rods, but, man, you have one in your truck. Oh, yeah. No, it's a lifesaver at times. You know, you're right. Exactly. So, um, I did have a question, though. I'm getting ready to repaint one of my cars. Mm-hmm. And on the rocker panel, when you get in, in and out of the car, you know, you always wear the paint out. Yep. 
Would a clear bra, um, if you put one on there, would that hold up? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it would. Because uh, you just always, no matter how hard you try, you always wear that area out. Agree. No, I, in fact, they make no. even a, uh, there's now, and uh, actually Troy up in Cheyenne was talking about this, there's actually a spray-on uh, clear bra that he said works really, really well, and I am guessing for what you're looking at doing, that would be perfect. Okay. It's actually, you know, they mask it off and they actually spray it on versus, you know, putting on the actual film. Kind of like a bed liner. Yeah, yeah, almost like a clear bed liner in a way. Yeah, exactly. And in your case, given where you're putting that, I would think that would be dynamite. Because I know what you're talking about, and I hate it. It's just, I don't know, it's always super frustrating. I don't know why they don't do that in the first place, Russ. I mean, a lot of these cars that have big door jams, why don't they just do that from the get-go? Yeah, that's a great idea. I didn't know they made it as a... I didn't either until he was on with us the last time, and yes, they do. Okay, well, I shall give him a call. I think that would work great. I mean, you know, the only other choice you've got is to put some sort of, you know, bioprotective film, put it on yourself, whatever. I mean, I don't know that I'd pay somebody to put film on. You could buy, you know, you could buy some film and do that yourself. But this paint, uh, you know, this, this whatever they call it, uh, paint on uh, clear bra for those door jams, I think would work dynamite. Okay. okay. I shall give him a call. All right, sir. That's a great idea. You bet. Thank Russ, you. Russ, thanks. No, appreciate it very much. And, uh, Again, yeah, there's all sorts of new, I mean, talk about other inventions. We could get into almost the whole paint detailing, you know, where we're at today versus where we were even 15, 20 years ago when it comes to just, you know, paint, paint quality, all of that. Much, much better than it used to be. All right, before we finish, though, Steve had a list of catalytic converter theft. Yes. Which I said I would get to, which we've got about five minutes left, so I think we can get this squeezed in. So what are they? So uh, number one is... 1985 20 to 20, 1985 20 and 20 and 21 F series pickups, all the Fords. I'm guessing because more material in them. And that's number one. And they're higher off the ground. Yep. Right. 89 to 2020 Honda Accords. Why that car? So the Hondas are getting taken more, too, and there must be some material that they're getting better because you got to work at it. You know, yeah, I mean, that car's low to the ground. Yeah, you got to work at that one. Okay. Uh, 2007 to 17 Jeep Patriot. No, it's easy, easy to get to. to. Yeah, that one's easy. Uh, Ford Econoline Vans, 1990 ah, to 2022. Yeah. yeah, that's an easy one. And, and that's a big cat, too, by the way, on oh, that yeah. one. So there's a lot of that's material on that one. That one's huge. There's a lot of material on that one. And what are we at? Uh, 2020, 21 Silverados. Uh, high off the ground again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the bigger V8s are going to have bigger cats. True. Which means there's more that. material. Yeah, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't help that Honda deal. So it's though. a double. The, the, the Honda one I don't know because that one doesn't make any sense. The, the trucks I fully understand. Bigger cat, higher off the ground, easy to steal. There you go. Oh five to twenty one uh, Equinox. You have Equinox. That one doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. And then the uh, we were talking about this earlier with uh, with uh, Jamie and Chris with the uh, ninety seven to twenty twenty uh, Honda CRVs. A little easier to get to, but not yeah. that much easier. Um, Camrys eighty seven to twenty nineteen Camrys. And the 11 to 17 Chrysler 200s. And then the bottom of the list is 2001 to 2021 uh, Priuses of the top 10. And I heard the Priuses have some stuff in there that's a little better. But uh, I did. The Priuses do, are very, yeah, because they're really clean. And then, oh, it's true. They're probably not worn down. They did have, I did install a uh, little cover that 
made made aftermarket mm-hmm. for a customer. The locks, would, basically. Yeah, it, it and it was like a stainless steel, like, kind a, of, like a shit, like a skid plate that just you know. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. It was kind of cool how they had it, and it was a good invention. Um, yeah, I mean, it, again, it's just one of those things to slow down. Yeah. The the thief. I mean, if they just, look underneath, see a plate, it, even though they can probably unbolt that plate and move on to the next, you know, and still get the cat out, they're going to move on to the next car because yeah. you just deterred them. It's like having again, it's like having a dog chained to the front wheel even though it might be the nicest dog out there they don't know that so they're gonna you know it's like having a dog in your house they just are gonna move to the next one that doesn't have one a club one thing we didn't talk about much folks if you're gonna leave anything even out the airport for any length of time and you're, you're one of these high-risk vehicles out on the curb even uh a club a club will not take somebody from actually loading it onto a trailer like we heard Chris say earlier or a rollback or anything along those lines. But somebody just coming by to steal a car, yes, the club is a huge deterrent because, again, it's just one more thing that a thief has to deal with because the idea with the club is you can't turn the steering wheel. So even if you get the car unlocked and started, you cannot turn the steering wheel because the club's in the way. Okay. Just a thought. And that was kind of running through my head. But uh, So the private lots. I, I use Park DIA right. and those other guys. They're... I wonder if they have as many, if at all. I don't know. You know, this one the other day came out of the Pikes Peak lot, which is a city of Denver city lot. City of Denver that's not really monitored. So you as... wonder, are they being monitored like some of the private lots are, where there's even some under under canopy, you know, parking, underground parking, and so on? Because uh, I always do that canopy one. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing that the private lots have more security than the quote-unquote Denver sure ones. But I don't know that for sure. And, and, and I don't know under that. Can you? Are they more responsible, or and you know, and maybe they would take more responsibility than the city would. No, I'm not trying to plug them. No idea. You know, it's a, just a thought. You know, when when you go out there and park, I would think this kind of goes into my daily show, but <laughs> I would think that the private company, knowing that they've got a lot more at stake when it comes to reviews and things that go online and so on, will probably pay more attention to those things than, say, City of Denver, because, frankly, City of Denver has a captive audience. I'll just stay it straight up. They don't care. They They could care less whether you park there or don't park there. They know X amount of people are going to, regardless of what happens inside the lot. Just my two cents. So I think, yeah, you're going to have less less theft at Mm -hmm. some of the other off-site lots Mm -hmm. as opposed to the ones owned by the City of Denver. But anyways, all right, Mm -hmm. guys, we're going to get out of here. If you missed any of our program, don't don't forget, you can always go back and listen to this on via podcast uh, recording, I should say. That's all on drive-radio.com, as well as all of our sponsors are all listed there as well. Myself, Charlie, and Larry Unger, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Steve Horvath, happy birthday, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Appreciate (laughs) it. It's always a joy having you. Guys, have a great weekend. We're going to get out of here. Sportsman Colorado is next. This is KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.